the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm honored. I'm always honored that you take a few moments and join us. Today is Thursday, October the 29th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on October 29, 1929, Black Tuesday descended upon the New York Stock Exchange. Prices collapsed amid panic selling. Thousands of investors were wiped out as America's Great Depression began. In fact, people that were there say that people, businessmen and others were jumping out of windows committing suicide. It was that bad. Today in 1901, President William McKinley's assassin was electrocuted. Today in 1940, a blindfolded Secretary of War, Henry Stimson, he drew the first number. The number was 158. He drew it from a glass bowl in America's first peacetime military draft. Today, 1956, a Huntley Brinkley report premiered on NBC's nightly television newscast. That was back in the day when news was kind of news. It wasn't an agenda-driven, you know, selling point or talking point for the left. Today, in 2004, Four days before the election day in the U.S., Osama bin Laden, in a videotape statement, he directed, he directly admitted for the first time that he'd ordered the September 11 attacks, and he told Americans the best way to avoid another Manhattan was to stop threatening Muslims' security. Since that time, and particularly in the last three years, President Trump has pretty much bottled up ISIS and many of the operatives that were roaming the world, killing people, including here in America, back in the day. Now we're faced with the enemy within, which may be more destructive than the enemy, Osama bin Laden and others, from without. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. One year ago today, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman an army officer. He was serving with President Donald Trump's National Security Council. He defied the White House. The White House had asked none of the people on the Security Council to testify before impeachment investigators, so-called activists trying to get rid of Donald Trump, actually, actually President Trump. The White House had asked them not to be a part of that, that impeachment process, but this guy said, no, 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 he, 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 was going to do, he was going to testify no matter what. So he defied the White House, and he testified. And he raised concerns in his testimony over the administration's push to have Ukraine investigate Democrats and Joe Biden. Trump had said that maybe they should be investigated. There was enough evidence. This was one year ago today. Now we look at what we know, and each day there's more evidence coming out. 
the enemy truly is within. As we look at this whole scandal now that is finally getting out into the news, thanks in great part to Tucker Carlson on Fox News. He has four, five, six million viewers every night, day in and day out. He and Hannity are the two most watched cable TV shows in America. He went with this story, and I talked about it yesterday. It is, I cannot overstate the importance of it, not simply because I want Donald Trump to be reelected and don't want Joe to become the president. That's a little bit different issue. I mean, it's part of it, but but the whole idea of how the Biden family is profiting, it's becoming clear even to a novice that there's something very, very, very wrong in this Biden family incorporated scheme. We now know they are, they've been involved with companies in Oman and just all over the world, and they've made millions, tens and tens of millions of dollars. And even the press now is starting to call Como News in Seattle ran a story last night, first time on this. I mean, it's the first time of any, a story of any substance. They may have mentioned it before. I'm not sure. But they ran a story last night. Others across the country are doing that now. They're starting to realize that they can no longer be silent. They can no longer say, well, you know, this is just Republican dirty tricks trying to destroy the candidacy of Joe Biden. No, not at all. It's way beyond that. It's about America now. It's about our national security. And that's going to unfold. It's going to cascade onto the American culture in spite of the press over the next few days. So I want to talk to you about that. But we're learning this morning, just this morning, just now, that Wisconsin Republican Party chairman is saying that they were hacked overnight and someone hacked their bank account, the Wisconsin Republican Party, and stole $2.3 million from an account that was dedicated to this, like today to the election, running ads for President Trump. That's where we are in America today. That just happened. The Republican Party in Wisconsin, their account was hacked. $2.3 million was taken, money set aside to advertise for Donald Trump in the next few days. Boy, I'll tell you, there's a lot to worry about today in this world. There's some good news, too, and we're going to get to some of that. There's a report out this morning that uh, the real gross domestic product, GDP, you hear about that all the time. They mention it on the news, especially when it's when it's not as good as expected. They mention it. I thought I would mention it this morning. We don't normally talk about this kind of thing on the program, but it's certainly part of our daily experience. But the GDP increased at a record, was announced this morning, annual rate of 33.1% in the third quarter. Efforts continue to reopen businesses, resume activities, put on hold this pandemic, try to get it crowded. Yeah, I know it's spiking. There's more and more cases. What they don't report often is the fact that there's exponentially more testing. But the Bureau of Economic Analysis reported this morning, just like two or three hours ago, that the GDP is up 33.1%. And for inflation adjusted, the GDP decreased 
would all would be 31.4 percent in this quarter. We've regained more than half of the jobs lost to the global pandemic in less than six months. I looked this up this morning because I I wanted to be sure I got this. It took more than two years of the Obama-Biden administration to regain half of the job losses from the recession that they were part of. And so, I mean, if you look at the economics of it, do you want to recover or do you not want it to drag out over a period of years? I mean, people must be asking themselves that. I would assume that they are. I don't know. But I would hope that they are because that's an important question to be asking. But there are a lot of things to worry about today and every day now. We live in trouble, troublesome, perilous times. But, you know, there's a there's one good reason why we should not allow ourselves to be consumed with worry. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And often we relate that to needs, you know, real felt needs, food and, you know, a home and shelter and so on. And that it, it does apply to that. But it also applies to our emotional needs. Psalm 4, verse 8 says, I will lay me down in peace and sleep for you, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. So if you've not been sleeping, if you've been worried about things, just relax. God is going to lay you down in peace if you'll just trust him. And you're going to sleep. And the Lord, Lord is only going to make you dwell in safety. Just trust in the Lord. That's a theme that's repeated throughout the Bible. You cannot, I mean, I could not even mention all the verses that address that. I was reading something yesterday from Corey Tinboom and um, from one of her books. And uh, I came across a couple of quotes from her that I thought I'd share with you this morning, just because we all need to hear this. It's really terrific. She said, one of the things she said is, quote, worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength, carrying two days at once. It's moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Another quote she said in a different place, but in the same book, she said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. (laughs) If you look at God, you'll be at rest. And one more. She said, hold everything in your hands lightly. Otherwise, it hurts when God pries your fingers open. I thought that was terrific. Yesterday, Ted Cruz teed off. I mean, really teed off. Ted Cruz is a spirit-filled Christian. He serves the Lord. I believe that with all my heart. I don't know Ted, but I know people who do. And they say, yeah, he's the real deal. He really loves the Lord. But he was using some words that he probably afterwards asked the Lord to forgive him for. He was angry. He was angry, oh, not at the Democrats, but he was angry at the social media. He teed off on social media yesterday. He asked Twitter, the CEO, Jack Dorsey, 
He said, who in the, well, I can't say those words, but he said, who elected you to be in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? They had a hearing with Facebook CEO Zuckerberg, with Dorsey from the, C, the CEO of Twitter, and the Google guy. Cruz said, why do you persist in behaving as a Democrat super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? He then called Facebook and Google to account for censoring conservative messages, particularly and most recently the New York Post story about the Biden family business selling influence to China, Russia, Ukraine, and now we know other foreign countries. They were setting up kind of shell-type corporations in these countries. They have been for years. It's all coming out now. No wonder Joe Biden has been in hiding. I mean, honestly, what else can he do? How can he answer all of this? Now this is just avalanching onto the American consciousness, and people are saying, what is this? We've been talking about it on this program for the last couple of weeks. Others have been that have research capability and big research teams have been finding this stuff out and saying, wait a minute, this is really weird. I mean, it isn't right. And then, wow, this is like treason almost. So that's how this story has progressed. But clearly, Senator Cruz caught Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey flat-footed. I mean, he looked like he'd been run over by a train. I mean, really, he probably deserves that, to be honest with you. But talk about straight talk. Cruz was straight-talking yesterday. He was asking questions that all Americans should be asking themselves because they don't have the opportunity, we don't, to ask these guys. But Cruz did, and he took advantage of it. He asked, why did Twitter make the decision to censor the New York Post? Boy, I, I mean, <laughs> Dorsey was staggering backward. The New York Post story exposed the depth and the width of the Biden family corruption. It was found on that laptop that clearly is Hunter Biden's. It was left in the local repair shop. Who knows what the motive was? Mike Huckabee even suggested yes, day before yesterday that maybe, maybe Hunter down deep wanted that laptop to be found. I don't know, but it's an interesting observation. I respect Huckabee tremendously. But anyway, that was his passing thought. Could it be? But the mainstream media, the Democratic Party, the social media, they've all aligned to censor this story. The Biden family business has been exposed. And now Tony Bobolinsky, the former CEO of the company they set up to launder money through from Chinese, the, the chairman, the Chinese Yi himself. Well, Tuesday evening, Fox's Tucker Carlson committed his entire program to an interview with Tony Bobolinsky. I talked about that yesterday on this program. He's a former CEO of the corporation that they set up to receive tens of millions of dollars from Chinese President Yi and the other Communist Party operatives. These guys are not out on the fringe. These guys are the leaders of China. He is the leader of China. Yi is. And the Communist Party people are the leaders of the Communist Party in China. And they're wanting to buy Joe Biden's influence when he was vice president. This is stunning, and it's informative. But the interview that I told you, had it was it's hard to explain not only the words, but to explain the, the transparency with which this Tony Bobolinsky gives his testimony. 
I'm not going to repeat that today, but I mentioned yesterday on the program as I was talking about it that tomorrow or today I would put that up on our website, and I have. You may have seen it now, but the interview is actually 17 minutes and six seconds long. I know that's that's an eternity in you know in virtual land in in internet land, <clears throat> but it's it's well worth your time, and I would encourage you to go to Faith and we don't advertise on our website. Let me be right up front. <clears throat> we've been asked to, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been asked to, we've thought about it years ago, and I made the decision, and I stick with it 100%. We're just not going to advertise on our website. I know all the most all of the Christian ones do. I'm all for advertising. I'm a capitalist. I believe in it. I just think that somehow there's a bit in a ministry-type um website there's a, a bit of a compromise that has to be struck because you can't really control the ads that go on there and some of them are just so offensive to me that i see on christian websites i mean not offensive like morally offensive just offensive they keep telling you i mean they keep raising money there's people that i really kind of like and i'm on their mailing list on their email list and i get these repeated emails six seven eight nine ten a day and it's saying Give now, Gary, give now in the next five minutes, and we have an 875% matching gift. And I'm going, I don't believe you. But, I mean, I, it's just me. But what I'm saying is, please go on our website and know it doesn't benefit us. And for most of you, particularly those of you who support us, you probably wouldn't care anyway, but you're not going to get a bunch of email. You're going to get our daily, Faith and Freedom Daily, if you sign up for it. If you don't sign up, even if you go on our website, you're not going to get it. I mean, I'm just right up front, very transparent about that. But go on there and look at this video. I know 17 minutes is an eternity, but it's you need to be informed and you need to see this because this is going to become a predominant, a premier story in America over the next few days. And, and it's going to give us a taste of where we're going should Joe Biden be elected president this next week. And it's not pretty. So you should see this. It's faithandfreedom.us. Faithandfreedom.us. Not .com, but U.S., like United States. Faithandfreedom.us. And uh, you'll see, the first thing you'll see if you go on there today is the blog that I wrote today, the article, and, and some of, of what I'm talking about now is there. And uh, just look up, just look at, bring it up and scroll down a little bit. And you'll see uh, there a, a video that's been embedded in it. And it's got Bobolinsky's, it's Fox News on the, on the video. It's their video. And uh, you'll see it there. Just kick back and watch it. It's on YouTube as well. But I've isolated it on our, uh, on our blog today. But all of this is beginning, as I said, to cascade out, but part of that whole ability to keep this under wraps as long as they have, it's a horrible story. It's treasonous. It just simply is by all accounts that I can see. But by censoring this, the media has simply been able to keep the lights off, but now the lights are being turned on. The reason that the media can do this is because there's a difference between how the government has handled social media versus broadcast or print media. 
And I want to talk to you just for a moment about that. By centering this story, they have achieved their end for a little while. Now that's all breaking down. But the the print media and the broadcast, radio and television media, are under certain rules because they are creating content. In other words, a radio station, a television station, is broadcasting a voice, like my voice right now, or whatever, a news program, whatever. They're creating content. So if somebody out there wanted to sue them, they can sue them. Now, there's other protections, but they can sue them for libel. They can sue them for slander, etc. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff that's out there today, running the world, basically. The Internet-driven so, uh, internet social media companies cannot be sued because when they were st- first being formed, the government, Congress, gave them a special carve-out under the um, broadcast decency uh, rules. And they can't be sued for libel or slander. And the reason is because theoretically, according to the law, it's called 230 is the is the the sub the law that actually deals with this under broadcast and public affairs. But theoretically, they do not create content. They merely deliver other people's content. However, now that the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and others have become this behemoth, they now have become the most powerful voices on earth because of the government's exceptional treatment, and they're now playing the role of like masters of the universe or something. All the print newspapers, they've become dependent on the Internet to expand their readership because they're all fighting to stay in business. So Cruz is mad. He's really mad, and other other conservatives are as well, but he has a voice, and he used it. He took them on, and then he turned to the logic, and, and he said to Dorsey, and Dorsey looked like, he, honestly, he'd been run over by a train or a truck. He said to Dorsey, he said, why are you doing, who he said, who in the, you know, blankety-blank do you think you guys are? Well, Dorsey tried to patronize Cruz because they are so full of themselves, they're elitist in the you know, biggest sense. He said, Dorsey said, we have a hacked materials policy, limiting the spread of materials that are hacked. It was very condescending. He said, we didn't want Twitter to be a distributor of hacked materials. We found that the New York Post, because it showed the direct materials, it was unclear how those were obtained, and that fell under this policy, Cruz responded. Cruz said, they weren't hiding what they were claiming to be the source. He said, is that your position that Twitter, when you can't tell the source, you block press stories? Dorsey goes, oh, no, 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 no. He said, not at all, not at all, because that would be a, a, an absolute breach of their agreement as a merely a platform for other people's content. So Cruz didn't buy it again, and <clears throat> he pointed out that as late as yesterday, he said, you guys still have the New York Post account blocked. It's still blocked. And then Dorsey went into this long thing that I won't put either of us through about, well, if they would do this and this and this and this, they could unblock their account and they'd have to erase everything they put out there about the Biden uh, episode and, and the Biden matter and all of this. 
So Cruz said, Mr. Dorsey, he said, I find your opening answers absurd on their face. Let's talk about the last two weeks in particular. As you know, I have long been concerned about Twitter's platform of censoring, silencing American individuals with whom Twitter disagrees. He said two weeks ago, Twitter made the unilateral decision to censor the New York Post in a series of two blockbuster articles, both alleging evidence of corruption against Joe Biden. The first concerning Ukraine, the second concerning communist China. Cruz continued. He said, the New York Post isn't just some random guy tweeting. He said, the New York Post has the fourth highest circulation of any newspaper in America. The New York Post is 200 years old. The New York Post was founded by Alexander Hamilton, a founder of the United States. And your position is that you can set in Silicon Valley and that you can tell them what stories they can publish and you can tell the American people what reporting they can hear. Is that right? And then he said this. He wasn't done. Dorsey started to answer and Cruz cut him off. He said, the media must genuflect, (laughs) bow, and obey your dictates if they wish to be able to communicate with readers. Is that right? Then he went on later and he said, why were you so quick? He said, why are you so quick to not put out anything that might harm Biden, but you were so quick to allow all of the New York Times story all over social media that was saying that President Donald Trump only paid $750 taxes last year or year before, whatever year it was. It was out here about a week ago or so. And Cruz called him on that. And he said, why were you so was so easily disposed to put all that out there all over the world when, in fact, Trump paid tens of millions of dollars? It was verified in taxes that year. And Dorsey didn't have an answer for that. He said, well, it, it wasn't compromised or it was verifiable or what it wasn't verified, whatever. But anyway, that is where we are in America today. And that's why that's why it's so important that we stay close to news that's trustworthy. And it's very difficult to find that kind of news now. We have to get we can't just listen to the headlines and you can't turn on your local news. I know most of you know that. But for anyone who doesn't be careful, don't be misled. We live in one of the most deceptive times probably in the history of the world because of the kind of media that's accessible today. You can find anything on the Internet, anything. If you want to start doing something, it doesn't matter what it is. You can find someone who will say whatever that is that you're going to do is a credible uh, activity. And there are studies to show that it's not harmful if you jump off a 20-story building without a parachute or whatever. It doesn't matter. Anything you want to find, you can find to verify. That's why, and I come back to where we started today, that's why we've got to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. Because there is so much misinformation, lies, and so on. And this Biden episode is going to be, it's going to be premier news. Last night, Tucker Carlson said that they had, there, there's more evidence of Biden's really treasonous kinds of activities, taking money from these countries that are clearly the enemy of the United States. There's more evidence of that. It was put in, in a, either FedEx or UPS, sent to him when he was in Los Angeles, taping this Bobolinsky interview this week and and the service that he used it was either fedex or ups i'm sure 
they contacted him now this week and Fox News and said that the papers that had been sent to him, the package had been ripped open and someone stole the documents from that. We'll talk more about that tomorrow.